0: Act Three of the Second Part of Tamburlaine the Great by Christopher Marlowe. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three Scene One Enter the Kings of Trebizond and Soria, one bringing a sword and the other a sceptre. Next Orcanes, King of Natolia, and the King of Jerusalem with the imperial crown, after Calopine, and after him, other lords and Almeida. Orcanes and the King of Jerusalem crown Calopine, and the others give him the sceptre.
1: calipinus Cereselibus, otherwise Sibelius, son and successive heir to the late mighty Emperor Bageseth. By the aid of God and his friend Mahomet, Emperor of Natolia, Jerusalem, Trebizond, Soria, Amesia, Thracia, Illyria, Carmania, and all the hundred and thirty kingdoms late contributory to his mighty father, long live Calipinus, Emperor of Turkey.
2: Thrice worthy kings of Natolia and the rest, I will requite your royal gratitudes with all the benefits my empire yields and were the sinews of the imperial seat so knit and strengthened as when bajazeth my royal lord and father filled the throne whose cursed fate hath so dismembered it then should you see this thief of scythia this proud usurping king of persia do us such honour and supremacy bearing the vengeance of our father's wrongs as all the world should blot his dignities out of the book of base-born infamies and now i doubt not but your royal cares have so provided for this cursed foe that since the heir of mighty Pajazeth, an emperor so honoured for his virtues, revives the spirits of all true Turkish hearts, in grievous memory of his father's shame, we shall not need to nourish any doubt, but that proud fortune, who hath followed long the martial sword of mighty Tamburlaine, will now retain her old inconstancy, and raise our honours to as high a pitch, in this our strong and fortunate encounter. For so hath heaven provided my escape, from all the cruelty my soul sustained by this my friendly keeper's happy means that jove surcharged with pity of our wrongs will pour it down in showers on our heads scourging the pride of cursed Tamburlaine.
1: i have a hundred thousand men in arms some that in conquest of the perjured christian being a handful to a mighty host think them in number yet sufficient to drink the river nile or euphrates and for their power enough to win the
3: world and i as many from jerusalem judea gaza and sclavonia's bounds that on mount sinai with their ensigns spread look like the parti colored clouds of heaven that show fair weather to the neighbor morn
4: and i as many bring from Trebizond, shio famastro and amasia all bordering on the mare major sea riso Senkina, and the bordering towns that touch the end of famous euphrates whose courages are kindled with the flames the cursed scythian sets on all their towns and vow to burn the villain's cruel heart
5: from saria
4: with seventy
5: thousand strong tain from aleppo soldino tripoli and so into my city of damascus i march to meet and aid my neighbour kings all which will join against this Tamburlaine lane and bring him captive to your highness feet
1: Our battle then in martial manner pitched, according to our ancient use, shall bear the figure of a semicircled moon whose horns shall sprinkle through the tainted air the poisoned brains of this proud
2: Citian. Well, then, my noble lords, for this my friend that freed me from the bondage of my foe, I think it requisite and honorable to keep my promise and to make him king. That is a gentleman I know, at least.
6: That's no matter, sir, for being a king. Or Tamburlaine came up of nothing.
3: Your Majesty may choose some point in time. Performing all your promise to the full, Tis not for your Majesty to give a kingdom.
2: Then will I shortly keep my promise, Almeida.
1: Why, I thank your Majesty.
0: Accent End of Scene 1 Act 3 Scene 2 Enter Tamburlaine and his three sons caliphus amyrus and celibinus usumkasane four attendants bearing the hearse of xenocrati and the drums sounding a doleful march the town burning
6: so burn the turrets of this cursed town flame to the highest region of the air and kindle heaps of exhalations that being fiery meteors may presage death and destruction to the inhabitants over my zenith hang a blazing star, That may endure till heaven be dissolved, Fed with the fresh supply of earthly dregs, Threatening a dearth and famine to this land. Flying dragons, lightning, fearful thunder claps, Singe these fair plains, And make them seem as black as is the island Where the Furies mask, Compassed with lethe sticks and phlegethon, Because my dear Sinocrate is dead
2: this pillar placed in memory of her where an arabian hebrew greek is writ this town being burnt by tamberlane the great forbids the world to build it up again
3: and here this mournful streamer shall be placed wrought with the persian and the egyptian arms to signify she was a princess born and wife unto the monarch of the east
0: and here this table as a register of all her virtues and perfections
6: and here the picture of xenocrate to show her beauty which the world admired sweet picture of divine xenocrate that hanging here will draw the gods from heaven and cause the stars fixed in the southern arc whose lovely faces never any viewed that have not passed the centre's latitude as pilgrims travel to our hemisphere only to gaze upon xinocrate thou shalt not beautify larissa plains but keep within the circle of mine arms at every town and castle i besiege thou shalt be set upon my royal tent And when I meet an army in the field, Those looks will shed such influence in my camp, As if Bellona, goddess of the war, Threw naked swords and sulphur balls of fire Upon the heads of all our enemies. And now, my lords, advance your spears again. Sorrow no more, my sweet Cassane, now. Boys, leave to mourn. This town shall ever mourn Being burnt to cinders for your mother's death.
2: If I had wept to sea of tears for her, Would not ease the sorrows I sustain.
3: As is that town, so is my heart, Consumed with grief and sorrow for my mother's death.
0: My mother's death hath mortified my mind, And sorrow stops the
6: passage of my speech. But now, my boys, leave off and list to me That mean to teach you rudiments of war. I'll have you learn to sleep upon the ground, march in your armor through watery fens, sustain the scorching heat and freezing cold, hunger and thirst right adjuncts of the war, and after this, to scale a castle wall, besiege a fort, to undermine a town, and make whole cities caper in the air. Then next, the way to fortify your men. In champion grounds, what figure serves you best, for which the quinque angle form is meet, because the corners there may fall more flat, whereas the fort may fittest be assailed, and sharpest where the salt is desperate. The ditches must be deep, the counterscarps narrow and steep, the walls made high and broad, the bulwarks and the rampires large and strong, with cavalieros and thick counter forts and room within to lodge six thousand men it must have privy ditches countermines and secret issuings to defend the ditch it must have high argens and covered ways to keep the bulwark fronts from battery and parapets to hide the musketeers casemates to place the great artillery and store of ordnance that from every flank may scour the outward curtains of the fort dismount the cannon of the adverse part murder the foe and save the walls from breach when this is learned for service on the land, by plain and easy demonstration, I'll teach you how to make the water-mount, that you may dry foot-march through lakes and pools, deep rivers, havens, creeks, and little seas, and make a fortress in the raging waves, fenced with the concave of a monstrous rock, invincible by nature of the place. When this is done, then are ye soldiers and worthy sons of Tamburlaine the Great.
2: My lord, but this is dangerous to be done we may be slain or wounded ere we learn
6: villain art thou the son of tamberlane and fierce to die or with a axe to hew thy flesh and make a gaping wound Hast thou beheld a peal of ordnance strike a ring of pikes, Mingled with shot and horse, Whose shattered limbs, being tossed as high as heaven, Hang in the air as thick as sunny motes? And canst thou, coward, stand in fear of death? Hast thou not seen my horsemen charge the foe, Shot through the arms, cut over thwart the hands, Dying their lances with their streaming blood, And yet at night carouse within my tent, Filling their empty veins with airy wine, That being concocted turns to crimson blood, And wilt thou shun the field for fear of wounds? View me! thy father that hath conquered kings and with his host marched round about the earth quite void of scars and clear from any wound that by the wars lost not a drop of blood and see him lance his flesh to teach you all he cuts his arm a wound is nothing be it ne'er so deep blood is the god of war's rich livery Now look I like a soldier, and this wound, as great a grace and majesty to me, as if a chair of gold enameled and chased with diamonds, sapphires, rubies, and fairest pearl of wealthy India, were mounted here under a canopy, and I sat down, clothed with a massy robe, that late adorned the Afric potentate whom I brought bound unto Damascus' walls. Come, boys and with your fingers search my wound, and in my blood wash all your hands at once while I sit smiling to behold the sight. Now, my boys, what think ye of a wound?
2: I know not what I should think of it. Methinks tis a
0: pitiful sight. Tis nothing. Give me a wound, father.
3: And me another, my lord. Come, sirrah, give me your arm.
0: Here, father, cut it bravely as you did your own.
6: It shall suffice thou darest abide a wound. My boy, thou shalt not lose a drop of blood Before we meet the army of the Turk. But then, run desperate through the thickest throngs, Dreadless of blows of bloody wounds and death, And let the burning of Larissa walls, My speech of war and this my wound you see, Teach you, my boys, to bear courageous minds, Fit for the followers of great Tamburlaine usum kasane now come let us march towards Tichelli's and Theridamus that we have sent before to fire the towns the towers and cities of these hateful turks and hunt that coward faint-heart runaway with that accursed traitor almeida till fire and sword have found them at a bay
1: i long to pierce his bowels with my sword that hath betrayed my gracious sovereign that cursed undamned traitor almeida
6: Then let us see if coward Calapine dare levy arms against our puissance, that we may tread upon his captive neck and treble all his father's slaveries. Accent.
0: End of Scene Two. Act Three, Scene Three. Enter Tecelles, Theridamas, and their train.
7: Thus have we marched northward from Tamburlaine unto this frontier point of Soria. And this is Balsera, their chiefest hold, wherein is all the treasure of the land.
8: Then let us bring our light artillery, minions, falconets, and sakers to the trench, filling the ditches with the walls' white breach, and enter in to seize upon the hold. How say you, soldiers? Shall we not?
5: Yes, my lord. Yes.
7: Come, let us about it. But stay a while. Summon a pal. Drum. It may be they will yield it quietly, knowing two kings, the friends to Tamburlaine stand at the walls with such a mighty power. A parley
0: sounded. Captain appears on the walls with Olympia, his wife, and
9: his son. What require you, my masters, Captain, that thou
7: yield up thy hold to us to you? Why do you think me
8: weary of it? Nay, Captain, thou art weary of thy life, if thou withstand the friends of Tamburlaine.
7: These pioneers of Argia in Africa, even in the cannon's face, shall raise a hill of earth and faggots higher than thy fort, and, over thy argins and covered ways, shall play upon the bulwarks of thy hold volleys of ordnance, till the breach be made that with his ruin fills up all the trench, and, when we enter in, not heaven itself shall ransom thee, thy wife and family.
8: Captain, these Moors shall cut the leaden pipes that bring fresh water to thy men and thee, and lie in trench before thy castle walls, that no supply of victual shall come in, nor issue forth, but they shall die. And therefore, Captain, yield it quietly.
9: Were you that are the friends of Tamberlane, brothers of holy Mohammed himself, I would not yield it therefore do your worst raise mounts batter entrench and undermine cut off the water all conveys that can yet i am resolute and so farewell
0: captain olympia and son retire from the walls
7: pioneers away and where i stuck the stake entrench with those dimensions i prescribed cast up the earth towards the castle wall WHICH, TILL IT MAY DEFEND YOU, LABEL LOW, AND FEW OR NONE OF YOU SHALL PERISH BY THEIR SHOT. Excellent
0: pioneers.
8: A HUNDRED HORSE SHALL SCOUT ABOUT THE PLAINS TO SPY WHAT FORCE COMES TO RELIEVE THE HOLD. BOTH WE, THEIRIDAMUS, WILL ENTRENCH OUR MEN, AND WITH THE JACOB'S STAFF MEASURE THE HEIGHT AND DISTANCE OF THE CASTLE FROM THE TRENCH, THAT WE MAY KNOW IF OUR ARTILLERY WILL CARRY FULL POINT-BLANK UNTO THEIR WALLS. Then see the
7: bringing of our ordnance along the trench into the battery, where we will have galleons of six foot broad to save our cannoneers from musket-shot, betwixt which shall our ordnance thunder forth, and with the breaches fall, smoke, fire, and dust, the crack, the echo, and the soldiers cry, make deaf the air, and dim the crystal sky.
8: Trumpets and drums, alarum! Presently, and soldiers play the men. The hold is yours.
0: Exeunt. End of Scene Three. Act Three, Scene Four. Alarms within. Enter the Captain with Olympia and his son.
10: Come, good my lord, and let us haste from hence along the cave that leads beyond the foe. No hope is left to save this conquered hold.
9: A deadly bullet. Gliding through my side lies heavy on my heart. I cannot live. I feel my liver pierced, And all my veins that there begin And nourish every part, Mangled and torn, And all my entrails bathed in blood That straineth from their orifice. Farewell, sweet wife, sweet son, farewell. I die.
0: Dies.
10: Death, whither art thou gone that both we live? Come back again, sweet death, and strike us both. One minute in our days, and one sepulchre contain our bodies. Death, why comest thou not? Well, this must be the messenger for thee
0: drawing a dagger
10: now ugly death stretch out thy sable wings and carry both our souls where his remains tell me sweet boy art thou content to die these barbarous scythians full of cruelty and moors in whom was never pity found will hew us piecemeal put us to the wheel or else invent some torture worse than that Therefore die by thy loving mother's hand, Who gently now will lance thy ivory throat And quickly rid thee both of pain and life. Mother, dispatch me or I'll kill myself, For think you I can live and see him dead? Give me your knife, good mother, or strike home, The Scythians shall not tyrannize on me. Sweet mother, strike, that I may meet my father. Ah, uh, uh.
0: She stabs him and he dies.
10: Ah, sacred Mohammed! If this be sin, entreat a pardon of the God of Heaven and purge my soul before it come to Thee.
0: She burns the bodies of her husband and son, and then attempts to kill herself. Enter Theridamus, Tacheli's, and all their train.
7: How now, madam? What are you doing?
0: Killing
10: myself, as
0: I
7: have done my
10: son, whose body, with his father's, I have burnt. Lest cruel Scythians should dismember him.
8: Twas bravely done, and like a soldier's wife. Thou shalt with us to Tamburlaine the Great, Who, when he hears how resolute thou wert, Will match thee with a viceroy or a king.
10: My lord deceased was dearer unto me Than any viceroy, king, or emperor, And for his sake here will I end my days.
7: But, lady, go with us to Tamburlaine, And thou shalt see a man greater than Mahomet. In whose high looks is much more majesty than from the concave superfices of Jove's vast palace, the imperial orb. Unto the shining bower where Cynthia sits, like lovely Thetis, in a crystal robe, that treadeth fortune underneath his feet, and makes the mighty god of arms his slave, on whom death and the fatal sisters wait with naked swords and scarlet liveries before whom, mounted on a lion's back, Ramnusia bears a helmet full of blood and strows the way with brains of slaughtered men, by whose proud side the ugly furies run, hearkening when he shall bid them to plague the world, over whose zenith, clothed in windy air, and eagle's wings joined to her feathered breast, fame hovereth, sounding of her golden trump, THAT TO THE ADVERSE POLES OF THAT STRAIGHT LINE WHICH MEASURETH THE GLORIOUS FRAME OF HEAVEN, THE NAME OF MIGHTY Tamburlaine IS SPREAD, AND HIM, FAIR LADY, SHALL THY EYES BEHOLD. COME. TAKE
10: PITY OF A LADY'S RUTHFUL TEARS THAT HUMBLY CRAVES UPON HER KNEES TO STAY, AND CAST HER BODY IN THE BURNING FLAME THAT FEEDS UPON HER SON'S AND HUSBAND'S FLESH.
8: madam sooner shall fire consume us both than scorch a face so beautiful as this in frame of which nature hath shewed more skill than when she gave eternal chaos form drawing from it the shining lamps of heaven
7: madam i am so far in love with you that you must go with us no remedy
0: then
10: carry me i care not where you will and let the end of this my fatal journey be likewise end to my accursed life
8: no madam but the beginning of your joy come willingly therefore
7: soldiers now let us meet the general who by this time is at natolia ready to charge the army of the turk the gold and silver and the pearl ye got rifling this fort divide in equal shares this lady shall have twice so much again Out of the coffers of our treasury.
0: Exeunt. End of Scene Four. Act Three, Scene Five. Enter Calipine or Canes, and the Kings of Jerusalem, Trebizond, and Soria, with their train, Almeida and
2: a messenger. Renowned Emperor, mighty Calipine, God's great lieutenant over all the world, here at Aleppo with an host of men lies Tamberlane, this King of Persia, in number more than are the quivering leaves of Ida's forest, where your highness's hounds with open cry pursue the wounded stag, who means to girt Natolia's walls with siege, fire the town, and overrun the land. My royal army is as great as his, that from the bounds of Phrygia to the sea, which washeth Cyprus with his brinish waves, covers the hills, the valleys, and the plains viceroys and peers of turkey play the men wet all your swords to mingle tamberlane his sons his captains and his followers by mahomet not one of them shall live the field wherein this battle shall be fought forever termed the persian sepulchre in memory of this our victory
1: now he that calls himself the scourge of jove the emperor of the world and earthly god shall end the warlike progress he intends and travel headlong to the lake of hell where legions of devils knowing he must die here in natolia by your highness hands all brandishing their brands of quenchless fire stretching their monstrous paws grin with their teeth and guard the gates to entertain his
3: soul
2: tell me viceroys the number of your men and what our army royal is esteemed
3: from palestina and jerusalem of hebrews three score thousand fighting men are come since last we showed your majesty
1: so from arabia desert and the bounds of that sweet land whose brave metropolis re-edified the fair semiramis come forty thousand warlike foot and horse since last we numbered to your majesty
4: from Trebizond in asia the less naturalized turks and stout bythians come to my bands full fifty thousand more that fighting know not what retreat doth mean nor e'er return but with the victory since last we numbered to your majesty
5: of Sarians from halla is repaired and neighbor cities of your highness land ten thousand horse and thirty thousand foot since last we numbered to your majesty so that the army royal is esteemed six hundred thousand valiant fighting-men.
2: Then welcome, Tamburlaine, unto thy death. Come, Puissant viceroys, let us to the field, the Persian sepulchre, and sacrifice mountains of breathless men to Mahomet, who now with Jove opens the firmament to see the slaughter of our enemies.
0: Enter Tamburlaine, with his three sons Caliphus, Amyrus, and Usum Usumkizane, and others
6: how now Cassane? see a knot of kings sitting as if they were a telling riddles
1: my lord your presence makes them pale and wan poor souls they look as if their deaths were near
6: why so he is Cassane. i am here but yet i'll save their lives and make them slaves ye petty kings of turkey i am come as hector did into the grecian camp to overdare the pride of grecia and set his warlike person to the view of fierce achilles rival of his fame i do you honour in the simile for if i should as hector did achilles the worthiest knight that ever brandished sword challenge in combat any of you all I see how fearfully ye would refuse and fly my glove as from a scorpion.
1: Now thou art fearful of thy army's strength. Thou wouldst with overmatch of person fight. But shepherd's issue, base-born tamburlaine, think of thy end. This sword shall lance thy throat.
6: Villain, the shepherd's issue at whose birth heaven did afford a gracious aspect, and joined those stars that shall be opposite even till the dissolution of the world, and never meant to make a conqueror so famous as his mighty Tamburlaine, shall so torment thee, and that calipine that like a roguish runaway suborned that villain there, that slave, that Turkish dog, to false his service to his sovereign, as ye shall curse the birth of Tamburlaine.
2: Rail not proud scythian, I shall now revenge my father's vile abuses and mine own.
3: By Mahomet he shall be tied in chains, rowing with Christians and a brigandine, about the Grecian isles to rob and spoil, and turn him to his ancient trade again. Methinks the slave should make a lusty thief.
2: Nay, when the battle ends, all we will meet and sit in council to invent some pain that most may vex his body and his soul.
6: Sir, a I'll hang a clog about your neck for running away again. You shall not trouble me thus to come and fetch you. But as for you, viceroys, you shall have bits, and, harnessed like my horses, draw my coach, and when ye stay, be lashed with whips of wire. I'll have you learn to feed on provender, and in a stable lie upon the planks."
1: But tamburlaine first thou shalt kneel to us and humbly crave a pardon for thy life.
4: The common soldiers of our mighty host shall bring thee bound unto the general's tent. And
5: all have jointly sworn thy cruel death or bind thee in eternal torment's wrath.
6: Well, sirs, diet yourselves. You know I shall have occasion shortly to journey you. See, father
0: how almeida the jailer looks upon us
6: villain traitor damned fugitive i'll make thee wish the earth had swallowed thee seest thou not death within my wrathful looks go villain cast thee headlong from a rock or rip thy bowels and rent out thy heart to appease my wrath or else i'll torture thee searing thy hateful flesh with burning irons and drops of scalding lead while all thy joints be racked and beat asunder with the wheel for if thou livest not any element shall shroud thee from the wrath of tamberlane
2: well in despite of thee he shall be king come almeida receive this crown of me i here invest thee king of ariaden bordering on mare rosso near mecca what take it man
0: to Tamburlaine. good my lord
6: let me take it
2: dost thou ask him leave
6: here take it go to sirrah take your crown and make up the half dozen so sirrah now you are a king you must give arms
1: so he shall and wear thy head in his scutcheon
6: No. Let him hang a bunch of keys on his standard, to put him in remembrance he was a jailer, that, when I take him, I may knock out his brains with them, and lock you in the stable when you shall come sweating from my chariot. Away! Let us to the field, that the villain may be slain. sirrah, prepare whips, and bring my chariot to my tent, for as soon as the battle is done I'll ride in triumph through the camp.
0: Enter. Theridamus Tecelles, and their train,
6: how now, ye petty kings, lo, here our bugs will make the hair stand upright on your heads and cast your crowns in slavery at their feet. Welcome, Theridamus and Tecelles, both see ye this rout
7: and know ye this same king? I, my lord, he was Celibine's keeper.
6: well, now ye see he is a king. Look to him, Theridymus, when we are fighting, lest he hide his crown as the foolish king
5: of Persia did. No, Tumberlane, he shall not be put to that exigent, I warrant thee. You
6: know not, sir. But now, my followers and my loving friends, fight as you ever did, like conquerors. THE GLORY OF THIS HAPPY DAY IS YOURS, MY STERN ASPECT SHALL MAKE FAIR VICTORY, HOVERING BETWIXT OUR ARMIES, LIGHT ON ME, LOADEN WITH LAUREL wreaths TO CROWN US ALL.
8: I SMILE TO THINK HOW, WHEN THIS FIELD IS FOUGHT, AND RICH NATOLIA OURS, OUR MEN SHALL SWEAT WITH CARRYING PEARL AND TREASURE ON THEIR BACKS.
6: YOU SHALL BE PRINCES ALL IMMEDIATELY, COME, FIGHT, YE TURKS, OR YIELD US VICTORY now
1: we will meet the slavish tamburlaine
0: accent severally end of scene five end of act three of the second part of tamburlaine the great by christopher marlowe